Hey there, and welcome to the Uncomfortable is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond. Now, this is a little bit of a bonus episode for you. This is a show where I usually chat with interesting people doing fascinating things uh, who inspire me to get out of my comfort zone. But today's show is actually, it's about me. And it's about something that I did to get out of my comfort zone uh, and the process that I went through with it. So some of you will know about the Wellington Urban Ultra Marathon. You will have heard that. Today I'm going to take you through my journey with that. But before we do that, today's show is brought to you by the Wellington Low Carbon Challenge. The challenge is a program designed to support growing businesses and folks with ideas to help reduce Wellington's emissions in four key areas of transport, energy, building, and waste. They're taking applications for the challenge program now, and if successful, you'll increase your mentors and connections, build your skill sets, and gain access to matched funding to really get your business or idea going. If you're in or around Wellington and you've got an idea or know someone who has ideas, then head over to lowcarbonchallenge.nz for more details and to apply. signed up for the Wellington Urban Ultra Marathon. Um, it's a, the Wu 2K is a 60K uh, trail ultra marathon uh, around Wellington, 95% of it off-road um, with 2Ks of elevation over the course. So I've never done an event this long uh, before um, and it's going to be pretty tough and it's going to be pretty challenging and it's going to be pretty uncomfortable. So I thought it might be interesting uh, for me to kind of hear about my thought processes as I, as I go through it, but hopefully also for you guys as well. So I'm just sitting, today actually is the, the 10th of June, so five weeks out from the race. Um, and I actually came up with this idea last weekend when I was in a world of hurt uh, doing a training run. So I signed up for the race uh, last week and I'd, I'd been doing a little bit of training beforehand so don't worry about that. Um, but one of the things that really drew me to this race other than the fact that it almost starts on my back door, there's a little area down the bottom and it says why should I enter this? And I'm going to read you what that uh, what the answer is. Life is a challenge. In life we accept this fact. For an event like this, where training is an essential ingredient, life flows along parallel to this. We train for life. So running this event is like an essential part of the learning curve of life. Challenge yourself to achieve the somewhat unachievable and reap the rewards. So basically, that kind of sums up the podcast, actually, is, is us learning about how to get uncomfortable. Uh, so 
I really resonated with that, so I'm pretty excited about the run, but also uh, kind of kind of nervous. So last weekend I went out for a 32k run, um, and the last 5k were pretty tough. Actually, I was pretty sore. I was pretty uh, pretty mentally exhausted, pretty physically exhausted. Um, and we had someone coming around at two o'clock that I needed to be home for, and I was I was struggling to make that. So about twenty-seven k in, I gave Julia a call, and I said, "Hey, look, I'm I'm going to struggle to get there. I'm about five k's away. It's going to take me probably the best part of of another forty minutes to to get home." And thankfully, and very nicely, she said to me take take your time take as much time as you need you'll get here when you get here and the people that are coming around can can wait and that was something that I I needed to hear I think kind of gave me the permission to keep on plodding along and keep kind of working through that pain barrier and physically I could keep going through it because obviously I did Um, but mentally that was the that was the biggest challenge, and I think getting that permission from her was was really helpful for me to kind of think my way through that last five k. Now today's run was with the guys from uh, the Wellington Running Meetup, so it was cool to actually go out and run in a group with with a few guys, quite a few of them who are also doing the ultra marathon with me. Um, uh, and I met them all today. So we did 38k today. We started off and it was a, it was a nice day in Wellington. Um, but as often happens, the weather turned and it got cold and it got wet. And when I get cold, I tend to just tighten up a little bit more. So again, finishing up probably the last 5k's of the run today, I was, Again, pretty sore and uh, in a pretty challenged place uh, physically and, and mentally. And again, physically, obviously I could I could get through it. Um, and I, I like the analogy that Ben Logan, who I had on the podcast a few weeks ago, gave. Um, and the, the physical side of things is like the ABC. Anyone can do it. It's the mental side. That's really, really hard. And today, when I was when I was getting sore, when I was really cold, when I wanted to stop, that was really challenging. It was uh, it was tough. Um, I just felt I just felt horrible, and I had all these thoughts going through my head: just stop and sit down. It's it's too hard. You why are you doing this? Yeah, you. You made a stupid decision, basically. But I think today was was great having the the group of guys around to kind of keep plodding along, and I'm sure that there were a few other thoughts like that that were that were out there. Um, but we all kind of uh, got each other across the line, basically, and, and finished today. One of the one of the things that I learned today, though, was trying to push through that pain and really push past it often doesn't 
serve me very well, that it's, if I try and fight my way through it, often I'm just going to make that pain worse and make it, make it harder. Um, I can't remember where I heard this, but the other day someone said, try and soften into whatever you're doing and try and relax your way through it. And once I kind of adopted that strategy, the pain didn't go away, but it was a whole heap easier to deal with. So that's the last couple of weeks of training. I've got five more weekends uh, before the race. And what I'll do is I will have a little bit of a chat about how my training was going, each of them, and kind of put this together as a little bit of a time lapse through the training and hopefully record a little bit on the day as well about how I'm getting on and you guys can have a have a listen to it. So today is the 25th of June. Uh, this is my next Woo2K training update. Uh, this is today's Sunday. Um, I went for my longest run yesterday and did about 45Ks. Um, so over the last four weeks, I've been been slowly building things up uh, with runs over over 30k each weekend, um, and things had been things had been going reasonably well. Uh, I'd been uh, I'd been sort of slowly getting better and slowly getting more comfortable with with the longer runs um, and and more comfortable with uh, pacing myself and making sure that I. I didn't go too fast. Um, and actually last weekend I was out with running with a Wellington running meetup and I was, I was talking to one of the guys who's done a few ultra marathons before, um, just about the, the distance and the, the kind of the training. And he had a really, really good quote, um, which I've been thinking about over the last week. Um, and that was, when you get to this stage, when you're when you're putting your body through these longer runs, basically what you're doing, you're training your brain to be okay with your body being in pain, which I really liked. Um, I mean, I think it ties into the uncomfortable is okay podcast really, really well. And that with this race I know there is going to be a reasonable amount of pain and with these with the training runs that I've been doing they've they've been painful as well um and they've they've hurt uh significantly at times and a lot of that time when you get that physical hurt happening um I found that my brain tries to fight against it it tries to run away it says stop uh, don't go in this, don't, don't do this. Um, but actually going through that process, um, and continuing to, to push has been, has been really valuable. And I've been able to kind of train my brain to, to improve, uh, at dealing with those situations over the last, over the last month or so, which has been, has been really interesting to watch, um, kind of, watch myself objectively around that, I guess. And <clears throat> I think obviously pushing into some pain is is inevitable in this. Obviously, you don't want to push yourself so hard that you, that you injure yourself at all. Um, but I've been 
I like to think of myself as relatively body aware. Um, and I think that I've kind of, and I've been injured often enough to know sort of what's, what's an injury pain and what's a pain that is, is going to dissipate. And my recovery after these long runs, yeah, I've been, I've been pretty sore during them and I've been pretty sore afterwards as well. Um, in terms of that evening and that night, but by the time I wake up the next morning, um, I'm feeling a little bit stiff. I have a little bit of a walk around, have a shower. I can bend forward and I can touch my toes again by sort of nine or 10 the next morning um, and feel I could probably go for a, a light jog in the afternoon. So I think for me, that's been a, that's been a pretty good sign that my training is, a, is it at an appropriate level at the moment. So it's been, it's been cool to, to have that and cool to actually have recovery as good as I, I am having it because often when I've, when I've trained for things before, I've probably gone out and pushed myself too hard in training and have struggled with, with the recovery afterwards, which obviously has impacted on my, my performance. Um, but also impacted on kind of my, my mindset and, uh, around when I'm racing as well and around when I'm training is how, how much do I push myself and how, how much do I get, am I limiting myself because my brain is stopping my body from doing what it's designed to be doing? Which is an interesting question and I have no answer for that just at the moment. Um, I might do after the after the actual run, after 60Ks of it. That'll give me a lot of time for thinking anyway. Um, yesterday's run was a little bit different though. So I, I, I set out specifically to do my, to do my longest run um, and was, was planning on doing somewhere between kind of 45 and, and 50Ks um, depending on how I felt and kind of what, what kind of tracks I took. And for the first 30 odd Ks, I'd been going really, really well. I was enjoying myself. I was, my body was feeling good. Um, I'd used enough Vaseline that chafing wasn't a problem, which was, which is always fantastic. Um, and then I decided to go up the, up the tip track. So I, I went up the tip track and I, I made it to the, made it to the top there. Uh, pretty well and for the people that aren't in Wellington um, the tip track I'm not exactly sure how long it is it's sort of somewhere between three and a half and four and a half k's long I think um, of pretty significant uphill which is pretty steady uphill all the way and, and going up um, I walked for walked for most of it and, and ran for ran for some parts that were a little bit less steep um, and felt pretty good coming up the up the top there. So at the top, I stopped, had a couple of bites of a of a bar, and then uh, was like, oh, okay, I'll go back go back down. So I started running back down the hill, and everything was going well until about 500 meters down the hill, uh, when my left glutes just really tightened up and spasmed up, and uh, that had the effect of just really loading up my patella on my left hand side. So every time I took a step down and took weight onto that, um, there's just incredible pressure in my patella and uh, down around my my 
patella tendon and, and infrapatella bursa. Um, so I tried to kind of, I just stopped and I was like, okay, I'll walk this out and tried to walk for about 10 steps and it wasn't getting any better. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stop and I'll try and try and stretch this out. So I spent a couple of minutes trying to stretch out through the glutes a couple of minutes, just trying to, trying to sit there and just kind of let things relax. Um, I thought they were feeling pretty good. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get back going again and took another sort of 10 or 20 steps and, and every step, the same thing just happened to just loading me up and loading me up and loading me up. And I talked just before about the type of pain that is okay. And at this point, this was a, this was a type of pain that I, it was okay at the time, but I knew if I kept going three Ks downhill, uh, was, probably not going to be okay by the time I got to the bottom uh, and three Ks out uh, three weeks out from a 60k race was probably not something that I wanted to to put myself through so as here I was in a little bit of a conundrum um, kind of 500 meters down a pretty steep track um, with three Ks to go to get to the bottom and my knee kind of not not doing so flash and I was like oh man I can't go downhill I, was like, I guess the only option is to is to turn around and try and go up, um, but getting to the top of the tip track, I knew I was going to have to go down at some point. Um, so I, I gingerly turned around and thought, okay, let's let's walk up the hill and walked up the five hundred meters. And actually, my knee was my knee was tight, my hip was stiff, and I was a bit sore through there. But I, I managed okay, I moved okay. The loading was different. And by the time I got to the top, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll jog a little bit on the flat and I'll walk a little bit. And I jog for a minute or two and, and then walk for a, uh, for a couple of minutes and then do this, do the same thing along the flat. And, uh, my, I seem to hold up okay. I still, still tight every now and then. I'd still get a, a bit of excess load through my patella. Um, but managed, managed okay. And then sort of got got kind of consistently jogging again. And when I say jogging, this was a pretty slow plod. Um, just kind of being aware of what was what was happening at my knee. Um, and kind of got got myself back to the Brooklyn wind turbine, and then managed to I, I'd freed up enough by that stage that I could kind of I could walk down. Um, from the the wind turbine down to Zealandia, which is also a, a steep-ish downwards hill at times, um, but I'd managed to free myself up enough by that stage um, to go okay, and then sort of the last ten k's run back along back along the footpaths, um, undulating footpaths back to to Kandala and, and, and Nio was, uh, it was slow progress, but it was manageable. And I think, I mean, a couple of things that, 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 that taught me is I'd gone out with the, with kind of a, a reasonably set route in mind. Um, and then all of a sudden I was thrown a bit of a curveball that, Hey, I wasn't going to be able to do what I wanted to do with this um, or it wasn't in my best interest to do 
what I what I wanted to do with this. I probably would have got through it, um, but I definitely wouldn't be feeling like I'm feeling today and that I'm a bit tight, but actually I'm not in any more pain than I than I thought I would be in. Whereas if I'd kept going down that down that track, kept loading myself up, I'd be I'd be pretty sore today. I'd be pretty uh, pretty aggravated, um, which would impact my training for the next three weeks. So it was a pretty it was a hard call to turn around and change my route. But looking back on it, it's a call that I'm very glad with. In the moment, um, I had to sit and stew on it for a couple of minutes, actually, and just think, hey, this isn't what I set out to do. Am I okay with that? And I think it was uh, it was that kind of looking at it from a different perspective and thinking, hey, I could push through, but I'm going to suffer for this later. It's going to impact on my, my end goal, or I could turn around, change my change my approach at the moment um, and come at that, that end goal from another perspective. Um, so yeah, it, it was a couple of minutes thought process there. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I, I decided to make the decision that I, that I did. Uh, and also an, another thing that I noticed when I was running back along the, along the ridge line, which was, which was relatively flat, um, was that I could I could relax into that pain a little bit more. At times, my my mind and my body wanted to fight the the pain and discomfort that I was feeling. Um, and it when when that happened, everything just kind of tightened up and tensed up, and, and actually created more pain for myself. But uh, I've been working with uh, with Ben Dixon, who is uh, a yoga teacher, uh, over the last couple of months as well, and it's been very cool to to kind of work in with him. But part of the stuff that we've been doing at yoga, as well as the as well as the flexibility stuff, is uh, I've kind of learnt to relax my body and my mind into that discomfort a little bit more, and know that hey, it's this is just something that's there. Can I can I relax? myself and just kind of embrace this and if I can do that often I've been able to see that I can push myself a little bit further and a little bit harder if I relax into this discomfort rather than if I try and fight my way through it or fight my way out of it Um, and sporadically on that run I was able to apply that as well which was was really interesting and and I think moving forward is probably going to be a good thing for me is that I've, I've had a chance that I can practice that while I'm running. So hopefully I don't need to utilize it too much during the, the Wu2K, but it's there if I, if I need it, I think, um, which is, was pretty cool. So I guess in terms of kind of going forward from here, I've got three weeks until the run. Um, that was going to be my last big run anyway. Uh, but I think what I might need to do is spend a lot more time on the foam roller, a lot more time doing some some flexibility and movement control stuff around my hips and my knees um, because I'm still feeling pretty tight through my hips today. Um, and kind of keep the, keep the running low-key-ish. Um, 
So no doubt I'll I'll do another update or two before the run and, and let you guys know how I'm how I'm going, but it's been a change of plans so far. So it's 9.30 the night before the Wu2K, about to head to bed. The last three weeks have, have definitely been a taper. They've been pretty chilled out, uh, just trying to work a little bit on the flexibility and uh, just a few short runs to keep the legs ticking over. Um, so I'm feeling reasonable in terms of the, the legs. I'm uh, feeling like I've been getting sick for about the last last week, so just been trying to ward that off and think that I have managed to but uh, yeah the next 10 hours will kind of kind of tell. Um, people have been asking me this week whether I'm excited about the run and I don't think that that's probably the right word to describe it. Um, there's there's a, a sense of something there but I'm not sure exactly what it is. Um, I'm, I'm curious about finding out how I go with it uh, and if it's something that I'll be able to achieve and, and how I'll go about achieving it because um, I'm I'm pretty sure that I can do it but I'm, I'm not certain which is kind of a nice feeling um, but I'm also I'm also interested in what I what I learn along the way as well because it's going to be sore it's going to be painful it's going to be tough um, and I've got to figure out a way to get through it and I think I've I think I've got some strategies um, that I can that I can use to just kind of try and try and relax into it. Um, keep keep talking to myself, um, and yeah, just kind of keep uh, keep breaking it down into into small bits and, and biting off the next chunk. And I, I think I'll get there. But um, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what what happens along the way, and I'm going to try and record a little bit on my phone um, over the course of the race as well, so that I can uh, I can pop some little snippets in there at a couple of the uh, at a couple of the um, points along the way, a couple of the aid stations. So we'll see what that uh, see what that comes out like, and hopefully you'll be hearing them next. Um, but I'm going to hit the hay, uh, go to sleep, and get up at about five to to start getting ready. Whew. Awesome! So today is the 16th of July. It's the day after the Wu 2K. Uh, I was planning on recording a couple of little sound bites along the run and trying to put them together. Uh, and I recorded one that was about a minute and a half after the uh, the second aid station. But I didn't particularly have anything very interesting to say at that time. Uh, and then when I was about to go and record some of the other ones uh, after the following aid stations, uh, I was not really in a good place to, to record them. So I thought I'd do a, a race recap today instead. So woke up yesterday morning and had a bit of breakfast, had a shower uh, and jogged down to the start line with about a hundred other folk. So it was it was pretty cool standing in the dark with a whole lot of headlamps on down at uh, at Candala Pool uh, before we headed up the side of Mount Kaukau and then along the the skyline walkway towards Makara um, and 
it was it was pretty fantastic actually to to be running along the ridge line at night. Um, the weather had been pretty horrible, so everything was quite slippery. Uh, there are a couple of dudes. One one guy I was talking to had uh, f- slipped over about four times before the twenty k mark, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, thankfully, he was he was unhurt and he was still going. But uh, jogging along the the ridge line in the dark, just being able to see uh, headlamps in both directions was was a pretty awesome experience. Uh, and it, it, as well, it's a track I know, and it's a track that I run on reasonably uh, reasonably frequently, um, and so it felt it felt pretty comfortable for me. And I think probably at that point in time, I was a little bit guilty. Uh, of not running my own race. I'm a, I'm a quite a competitive person. Um, and it always feels nice to be able to pass people. So I probably pushed a little bit harder than I should have done, uh, in the first 10 Ks to the first aid station at, uh, at Makata. But I was feeling pretty good at that point. Uh, the next part was, um, up Makata Peak and, uh, up some of the mountain bike trails there, which was which was good. It was it, the sun was coming up and it was absolutely beautiful views uh, that morning. Looking looking back out over Wellington and also uh, out over the wind farm and down towards the South Island. So yeah, really really cool to to see the sun come up and uh, be able to look back down the hill as well and see everyone kind of. Uh, trekking, trekking up it. And I'm sure that there were a couple of people that, uh, looked back down as I was coming up as well and hopefully, hopefully enjoyed it. Um, it's a pretty tough uphill. It's a pretty steep uphill. Um, so there was a, there was a reasonable amount of walking in that. Um, and then coming on the downhill along the other side, uh, was, it was pretty muddy and there's a lot of steep spots as well. Um, with some some reasonably heavy landing and I think I I worked pretty hard with my legs um through my quads and my hips at this point in time um and I was feeling feeling okay I was feeling a little bit sore afterwards um but managed to to plod my way out and plod my way down to down to the second aid station uh where I Stopped and, and had a bit of a banana and tried to record a little bit of audio, but I don't think I, I had to re-listen to it and I didn't particularly say anything interesting. So I decided to cull that. Um, but this was about the 20k mark and I was, I was feeling pretty good. I, I felt like I'd run 20ks, but I was feeling reasonably comfortable. Uh, the second stage was from the, the Makara mountain bike park up to the Brooklyn wind turbine and this was maybe the toughest stage for me I think mentally it was it was out of two um so this was this involved a whole lot of slow muddy uphill um especially up the the salvation track uh, which if you're not familiar with it is sort of four or five k's of just steady uphill uh, at a gradient that you kind of feel obliged to uh, be able to run up. Uh, there's nothing kind of steep enough to, to justify you sort of stopping and, and walking for a little bit. Uh, so that was that was pretty tough just plodding up in the mud. And about this time as well, the 
marathon runners that were coming through afterwards started to to whiz past me so that was that was a little bit demoralizing uh, my legs were also struggling a little bit too after uh, after the downhill in the mountain bike park um and so I, I had to stop and stretch a couple of times just to, to loosen up through my hips and, and through my thighs. Uh, so got got passed by a few people going up there, but but made it to the top and I was feeling pretty horrible by the time I got in. Um, so stopped for stopped at the aid station for some oranges and some uh, some jet planes and had a little bit of a stretch. This, the fourth stage was going from the wind turbine down to the south coast and this this again is up there for one of the toughest stages of the of the race for me on on the day um the the kickoff from the wind turbine is downhill so i started off and, and took a couple of steps down the hill and uh, my knee locked up like it did uh, a couple of weeks ago coming down the tip track and I just thought oh no this is this is no good uh, but thankfully uh, some of the compulsory gear on the race is a roll of strapping tape so I was able to pull that out and, and strap up my knee and kind of hobble hobble down um, and but because I was sweaty because I was muddy um, the strapping tape lasted for about 15 or 20 minutes, but that was enough to, for me to, to loosen back up again and kind of get, get trucking along. The next, the next uh, 10 Ks were, were pretty tough. Uh, that was a long and undulating ridgeline, um, but I think that the uphill had taken it out of me. And going along that ridgeline, uh, I had to pull out a couple of the tricks that I, I had been planning on using to, to get through. Uh, part of that was just sort of breaking it down into short chunks, identifying a, a piece of the track, sort of 20, 20 metres, 30 metres ahead of me that I could just jog up to and then picking another one and, and jogging up to that. And there was parts that I, I resorted to a bit of a run walk as well. I'd convinced myself that if I could jog for 60 seconds, then I could walk for 30 seconds afterwards and just try and repeat that process. Um, but it also depended on when I hit the hills as well. I got to some and I figured I'd only been jogging for 20 seconds, so I was in a little bit of debt there, unfortunately. Also managed to listen to a couple of podcasts as well on that uh, on that trail so thank you to Lewis Howes for helping me get along that part of the track uh, it was it was pretty tough but it was really really interesting to uh, when I was a little bit distracted how my legs kept moving and kept going So once I got to the fourth aid station, um, again I had to had to stop for some food and uh, have a, a little bit of a little bit of sugar, a little bit of salt, a little bit of fruit, which again was was quite helpful. And I needed a little bit of a sit down as well after that, uh, just to to rest my legs and um, just stop things stop things cramping up. 
Um, and while I was at the aid station, uh, I caught up with a couple of other guys, one of whom I knew and, and, and another one who I didn't, who had also had a little bit of a tough time over especially that last stage. So we all set out from the aid station together. Uh, and, and the cool thing was is that we all finished the race together as well. So it was it was great to be able to uh, go the last 20Ks or so um, kind of on and off with, with Ian and, and Pascal. Um, so heading, heading around Oferro Bay uh, and up Happy Valley Road was a little bit of a plod. And then hitting the tip track was pretty brutal I knew it was going to be tough um but it was a it was a just a slow walk slog up the hill um feeling a bit sick at times feeling out of breath at other times just sweating up a storm and again kind of uh it felt a bit tough seeing all the people coming back down the other way as well but made it to the top and then it was a slow journey trotting back down the hill as well, uh, trying to get the, the quads and the, and the glutes to, to keep holding me up. But obviously made it down the bottom and then back up along Happy Valley Road to the, to the fifth aid station uh, where I had a great surprise to find my, my neighbour and her daughter actually volunteering at the aid station. Uh, so stopped for a, for a couple of minutes for a quick chat and uh, to g- again load up with a little bit of food before heading up over the over the Tawatawa Reserve. So the up was the up was okay. It was a it was a slow journey. The down was where it, where it got fun. This is fifty uh, odd k's in, and there'd been a few people through on the track already, so it was pretty muddy in places. And there was one part I was I was jogging down and all of a sudden I just started sliding on my feet and I was sliding and sliding and sliding and I couldn't couldn't stop at all and uh, just it was all I could do just to try and keep my balance. Um, but finally, after about five or ten meters, I, I ground to a halt um, very conveniently just in front of one, the turnoff. Um, so I'm glad I didn't slide right past that. Once we got over the, once we got through that that mud pile there, uh, it was it was up Mount Albert and then along the ridge line to to the end, uh, just the basically a, a couple of k slog, um, and it was it was really interesting actually with kind of that that end in sight and where we where we knew we were how the brain responded and how when the brain responded uh, the body did too I'd been I'd been hurting for kind of the last well probably 30 k's up until that point and I was still I was still sore but for some reason now my my mind just willed my body onwards and uh, things felt like they loosened up a little bit. Um, I was still sore, but I could stride out a little bit further. Um, I could, uh, some of those hills didn't seem quite as daunting as they had done previously. 
So it was a it was a slow journey, but it was a, a continuous, steady journey from from there. Um, and then at the end, uh, we we all sort of crossed the crossed the line at a similar time, uh, and I even managed a, a burst in the in the last sort of fifteen or or twenty meters to to catch up with with Ian and, and cross the line together with him. Um, <laughs> where I promptly needed to put my hands on my knees and just suck in a few deep breaths, um, which was unfortunate because the guy with the microphone came over and uh, and asked me how I was, and I don't really remember how I answered the question. Um, I was just trying uh, trying to get a bit of air back in the lungs, trying not to fall over, and um, also trying not to throw up a little bit as well. So that was kind of that. That's the outline of the race. Um, and in a couple of days after I've done a little bit more thinking, I'll sit down and I'll I'll take a, I'll talk about a couple of takeaway points and a couple of things that I've I've learnt uh, after I've had a bit of time to reflect on it. Today is Wednesday the 19th of July uh, and the 60 or 62k of the Wellington Urban Ultra Marathon last weekend was definitely the hardest physical challenge that I've, I've been through. Um, today after the race and the, the muscle soreness uh, in the body is feeling lots better and even the memory of the recent race pain is starting to fade as well. Um, so it's pretty pretty amazing what resilient creatures we are. And thankfully, my thought processes are starting to come back to me now as well. So I thought I'd get down a couple of things that were uh, reinforced to me by doing this race. Uh, the first is around the concepts of capability and potential. Capability to me means uh, what I'm currently able to achieve and usually involves some form of ability to measure the task I'm performing. Before the weekend, I wasn't sure if I was capable of finishing a 60k race. Uh, I thought I could give it a pretty good nudge, uh, but I I wasn't certain. Uh, And the definition of potential that I just read really got me grinning. So it reads... Latent qualities or abilities that may be developed and lead to future success or usefulness. Uh, So going through the experience last weekend, I obviously discovered that I'm capable of completing a race like that, um, but it's also given me more of an insight into my potential as well. So the first part of that insight into my potential is pretty straightforward. Uh, I could run that race faster than I did if I were to do it again. So the winner, Sam McCutcheon, finished the race in 5 hours and 16 minutes, uh, and my time was 9 hours and 24 minutes. Um, Now Sam is a phenomenal athlete, and likely he has biological and physiological advantages over me. Uh, When it comes to running races like that, I I don't want to take anything away from him with that. It's an amazing achievement what he did. Um, But however, even given those, those likely biological and physiological advantages that he has, I struggle to believe that they add up to over four hours. So... I was almost double the amount of time that he took. So I'm sure I have the potential to go faster. Um, And actually, I may have just then talked myself into returning next year. 
So this concept of, of the extra potential also makes me wonder about other areas of my life that I may not be pushing my potential because I'm too focused on what I believe I'm capable of in this very moment rather than what I could do if I managed to develop those latent qualities and abilities. Uh, and it's a question I'll be definitely pondering over, over the next little while. Another takeaway point uh, was the power of doing things together. Uh, as you as you heard just before, the first 20k of the race was was reasonably straightforward. It was a track I knew and I was I was fresh. Uh, the second 20k of the race was absolutely punishing. Uh, the last 20k was was tough, but it was made easier by the opportunity to run with N and Pascal. And now it's awesome in an event like this, um, incredibly challenging event. But it brings people together to help each other out, um, even when they haven't met before. So we could talk each other through the hard parts. Um, and the parts that probably weren't so hard, but just felt like they were really hard because of where we were at. Um, when someone flagged, the others could pick them up. We could take turns keeping the pace going, offer bits of encouragement and distract each other from the pain. And if I hadn't been able to run with these two, then my time, I think, would definitely have been slower than it was. Another part of the of the teamwork as well were were the people around the course, especially the people over the, at the aid station who were who were so supported. They gave you that lift when you needed it, um, and just just people out on out on the road that obviously knew the event was going, and would give you give you a cheer and. Uh, and call you by name as well, which was which was really cool. The last big point I want to talk about um, is about the power of the mind in all of this. And a lot of endurance athletes that I've spoken to um, on the podcast and off the podcast um, have told me that doing the physical is like reciting the alphabet and that within reason, anyone can do it, anyone can achieve it. But the mental side of things is where it's at. Having done that on the weekend, I can attest that over the 60k, the mental side of things was by far the hardest. The bombardment of signals and stimulus that my brain interpreted as pain uh, was full on. Uh, And at times it was almost overwhelming. I walked, I hobbled. I taped up my knee uh, and there were even a couple of points that I just contemplated sitting on the ground and having a rest for a while. However, there were other times where I could stride out a bit more, breathing came a little bit easier um, and that wasn't just away from the hills. Times where I felt that my body would do what I wanted it to do. And looking back on it, this all came back to where my head was at. Um, sometimes I managed where it was at well, other times I didn't. When my mind focused on the pain, uh, I got more of that. Things got harder, my pace slowed, I wanted to stop. Uh, When I could shift that focus elsewhere, things got easier. I was hoping that I would have been able to have my mind right for more of the time during the race, Uh, but unfortunately on the day it wasn't to be. What it was though, was a great training experience for my mind in dealing with pain. Uh, And I know I have the potential to do better next time. So there is a 
bit of a uh, a bit of a time lapse through the Wu 2K. So from five weeks before the race, coming up through some of my training, a bit of a race recap and some takeaways there. Now, if anyone is thinking of doing an ultra marathon, the Wu 2K is fantastic. Um, it's as you would have heard, it's pretty brutal, but the spirit is, is amazing and I, I want to thank Gareth and all the team for putting it on. It was uh, it was a really special event. Now, thank you as well for, for listening to this. I know it's a little bit outside of the norm. Your regular programming will resume next week um, uh, with a chat to Art Green, uh, who some of you may know as the director of Clean Paleo. Some of you may know him as the first NZ Bachelor as well. So stay tuned for that one. And thank you very much for getting uncomfortable with me today. 